Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Thank you for tuning in for another week. Lights me up that you're here. So thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot of positive feedback from the last podcast episode where I shared um, Molly's reading. And so at the end of this episode, if you stick around, she actually was able to send me a follow-up voice memo on some other things that she was able to validate and just some feedback on her experience, which is really cool. So stick around to the end if you're interested in hearing that. And um, I ran a poll on my Instagram yesterday Yesterday. Um, I'm recording this on Saturday, uh, May 15th. And yesterday I said, do you guys want another reading uh, posted this week? I have um, one saved from uh, client Emma or else I can do something developmental. And it was pretty close to be honest with you. And I didn't get to check the final stat before um, I started recording. So I'm just going to do development one because I'm really inspired to talk about this topic because I've seen this come through a lot lately in Instagram when I get DMs from people like, can I just ask you a question? Can I just ask you a question? And I try myself to answer every single DM that comes my way. I am much worse with emails. You have heard me mention this on the podcast before. So I do have a lot of people in my emails and I apologize for that. It's just emails do not light me up. So I usually only save an hour a week um, dedicated to clearing out my emails. So sometimes people have to wait, but I have seen quite a common thread come in with my clients as well as uh, my audience on Instagram. And so I really wanted to talk about acceptance. This is a big, big term. And it was one that was gifted to me last year in a meditation when I was working through some stuff with spirit. Of course, I was going through grief at the time, um, which plays into some of this as well. And I was finding myself spiraling in these bad addictive habits that I've always had. Now, I always have had some form of addiction or another. Today is actually my 11 year quitting smoking Um, anniversary. I smoked for 17 years. I was a pack a day smoker. I used to work for the team players race team, um, which was champ car, if you're aware with the motorsports industry, um, which is now IndyCar. And so I had free smokes for many years and um, I've always had some sort of like addictive pattern or another that I've lived with. And sometimes these addictive patterns are just decision-making processes and sometimes they're habitual ways of speaking to yourself like addictions don't always have to be uh you know bodily harm they could be mentally and spiritually and emotionally harmful as well and I know there are people out there who are like "Ooh, yeah I don't really kind of talk to myself that kind either and so I keep finding myself since I was a little kid in this like spiraled belief that I'm not very good at things and I'm not very good at life and I'm just not very good. So wherever this kind of stems from in my life, it keeps showing up throughout my experiences. So even when I receive fan mail, which is kind of weird to say, but I do get fan mail. I get emails and DMs thanking me for the podcast and stuff. There is always this addictive thought that comes in that basically says like, oh, if you only knew me. 
right? Like, oh, like if you only knew me or why don't I see myself like these people see me? This is kind of like just an example of something that's spiritual and emotionally damaging when you have this habit of speaking to yourself in a very specific way. Now, I am a lot better at it now thanks to what I'm about to talk about, but I do remember a point in time last fall where, you know, the career was starting to really take off and the podcast was really starting to take off and I had to have this conversation with spirit and just say, what do I not see in myself that other people see in me? Like, where does this come from? And the answer came so quickly and so clearly. And it came saying, all the solutions to all your problems is around self-acceptance and self-love. And oh my God, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you have heard me probably speak this before, but that's how profound it was. I am speaking about it again. Now, self-love, I've been in the self-help world now since I was 17 years old and I first picked up Sylvia Brown's The Other Side and Back. That was kind of like the first self-help type activities I ever really did. And so self-love is something that had been thrown around a lot. And you become numb to it when there's all these like buzzwords. It's like purpose. Like purpose doesn't even have power to it anymore because everyone's, what's your purpose? What's my purpose? And it, it just becomes less powerful. Even the word God, right? Like people are saying like the word has like lost its vibration because we're like misusing it and using it in wrong context and using it for violence. Like it loses its energy and its oomph every once in a while. And when I first heard the concept of self-acceptance, it was like a mic dropped in my little head, okay? It was such a big term for me to wrap my head around. And of course, the way that spirit communicates with me, and this is what happens. And people always ask, like, you speak to your guides and they speak back. And you know what? I could easily dismiss that thought that I received as maybe something I created, at always but I'm able to easily discern spirit's voice now because of all the work that I do mediumistically and as well as my you know my journey that I've had but they usually provide me something evidential right after okay so what happened was right after that bath I was like self-acceptance wow that's something I have a really hard time putting my head around well lo and behold one of my best friends says hey join this book club that I'm doing and we're reading Louise Hayes you can heal your life and I was like, okay, I actually own that book. I started reading it last year, but me being the Manny Jenny I am, Manifesting Generator, if you're familiar with human design, I rarely finish books. I will read them maybe about 80% and I'll put them down and I'll never finish them. So I picked up my book, Louise, Hey, You Can Heal Your Life. Turn the page and what is the chapter on? The entire thing is on self-acceptance. And this is how spirit usually provides me, skeptical Danielle, with some sort of evidence. Yeah, that idea was from us and that inspiration was from us. So that's what happened with this. And then I became really interested in this concept of acceptance. And I got a lot of opportunities to put it to practice. And I promise you for the readers out there, this is all going to make sense, okay? So I had to kind of look at my life and my example, and I'm an embodied teacher. I'm an experiential teacher. So I always talk about these things from, if I've walked through it lens, right? This is me being kind of in my feminine here talking about this. And I had to start looking at the different aspects of my work and where I'm not accepting myself. Where am I giving my power? Where am I only accepting the enoughness if people validate me and as readers you'll be able to understand that that's pretty much everywhere like I even have some students who 
get the nerve to go do public readings after practicing, whether it's in the initiation circle or they've been practicing for a long time. And almost all of them will come to me after saying like, I don't know if they liked it. Um, I didn't get any validation from them that they enjoyed it. And I have to explain to them that's the reality of doing this work on the professional field. You use your practice readings as a playground to receive feedback and validation on. But when you're out there in the real world and people are compensating you for this, you don't, you shouldn't really ask them, so how did I do? What did you think of me? Um, that To me, that's just like icky energy, to be honest. But we do get kind of throw off because we're venturing from this world of practicing our gift and receiving this validation and feedback from the people who are sitting with us for the exchange of feedback. And then we go into the world where the energy exchange is money, it's monetary. And the people, because they're not readers, they don't understand how important that validation is. So they might not even think about it. It doesn't mean that they didn't enjoy the reading. They didn't enjoy the experience. They just didn't think that you needed that validation because you just showed up in your power and you served in this way. And so this is a really good place. This is a place where I was really able to see, wow, I'm still not accepting where I'm at with my gifts because that external validation is so important for me. And I've been doing professional readings for a very long time. I mean, five years at that point. So it was still something that I felt was an area where I was lacking self-acceptance. And I would never chase people for that, but I would think about readings for a long time. Or I, you know, not last year, but even a couple years before, it was like, I would only think a reading was good if they took time out of their day to let me know how it impacted them. And so I see this very commonly in the reading world. Now, not accepting yourself as the role of the reader, not accepting that you showed up and you did the best you could and you gave it your all and you had the best intentions and just accepting that the reading is what it was, just accepting that you did your very best and just accepting that you made an impact in their lives. Whether it was grand or small, it doesn't matter. Impact is impact as impact. If you don't have that self-acceptance of your work or whatever you're putting out into the world, you will find yourself in a cycle of discontentment. You will find yourself in the cycle of conditional power, which was part of, I think, March's spirit messages. I talked a lot about conditional power. And you will never really be satisfied because you're not accepting yourself. You're just looking for that external validation. And it's also an area of control, I find, when we look at the self-acceptance. Because if we don't know how other people feel about what we just produced in our reading... We're giving our power away and we are out of control in that moment. So a lot of that lack of self-acceptance is actually lack of control, right? We don't get to control how other people respond to us. We don't get to control what people say after they leave our space. We don't get to control what they think about us. And that's not a fun feeling. And so that part of the journey around self-acceptance has been also around releasing control and surrendering to it is what it is. I have to accept in this very moment that it is what it is. And that's where you really find that pocket of inner peace and you stop cycling in the discontentment and the circumstantial power. So that's how that will probably show up in readings for all the, you know, readers out there who are practicing. And I hope that kind of resonates. So 
that's how I get past it. And I did receive a DM from somebody saying, um, I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, but like, do you mind if I ask you a question about my readings? Because I was doing so well and then I kind of started to freeze and I started not doing very well in my readings. And I had to ask them and say, well, what does not well look like for you? Did you get negative feedback? Are you telling yourself stories that you didn't do well after the reading? Are you not busy? Like what's happening? And it came out like through this like texting kind of coaching that they just had a fear that they were not accurate enough. And I just had to say, you have to accept that every single reader has that exact same fear, whether they talk about it or they don't, they have that exact same fear that we could do better, that it wasn't accurate enough, which is why I'm super passionate about putting my readings out there now. So you can see like they're not all accurate. That is unrealistic. Um, that a reading would be extremely accurate. And so I had to talk them down and say, you know what? It's true. Your readings are not going to be that accurate and you have to accept that. And the sooner that you accept that, the sooner that you're going to find peace within this craft because it's not about perfection, right? It's about progress. So even John Edwards, I mean, I'm going to link the interview, the podcast interview below because this is like the third time I've mentioned it. My, my, um, one of my clients, Shayla, brought to my attention this amazing interview John Edwards did. I mean, this is one of the living legends of mediumship, right? Fully in his power. That's what we've always admired about him, even the crossing over days. This man, you could say no to him and he would be so in his power. He'd be like, no, I'm right. No, you're wrong. No, I'm right. And it turned out he usually would be right. He was so empowered. And even him on this podcast interview he just did last month said, I'm always looking to get better. So I think that there's like this illusion out there for a lot of readers that, you know, we're, we're striving for perfection or we're striving to do readings where everything is understood. And I'm sorry to say, but that day is never going to come. So if you do think and feel that that day is coming for you, you will be living a life in discontentment and lack of self-acceptance and lack of confidence. So one of the things I really had to tell her is just say, you know, I want you to just sit back and accept and receive that that is a reality and you know your worst case fear is actually validated in this moment like how does it feel you're never going to have a reading where you're 100% accurate so here's a permission slip to just accept that fact and accept the fact that every single reader has had this exact same fear come up and so you're normal and you're doing amazing and keep going that's the only way and I've seen two sides of this within this work especially mediumship specifically I've seen so many people walk away I've i I've started working with different mentors this, this past year, but up until this year, I did, almost didn't have a single mentor who was still doing this work because it's hard work. It's not easy. It's not great for the ego, but man, if we want to come here to spiritually evolve, there's not a whole lot of other playgrounds that are going to bring up shadows like it does in mediumship. <laughs> and so it can, if you can be open to it, be a very big healing modality for you. And allow these things to come up and allow the fears to come up, allow the resistances to come up and accept them, right? So where I also see a lot of lack of acceptance is in bypassing. And I was a victim of this as well. I did this a lot, right? The toxic positivity route, like let's just replace this not so great thought with a positive thought. And like, let's just sweep that not so positive thought under the rug, 
right? And and move on. And yeah, that's a band-aid fix. But guess what? That that not so great thought's gonna keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up in different ways and aspects. A lot of the fears that came up in my mediumship were actually fears I was avoiding in my regular day life became because I came so good at bypassing them and I came so good at thriving despite them. And I'm sure the same will happen within my mediumship. But I'm here to do the work. I'm a Scorpio rising. I don't do anything on surface level. I'm about the deep transformational work. So another area I see this is my coaching clients. I have a lot of people coaching me to launch their spiritual practices and their businesses. And that's a big part of what I do in my work. And I see this apply to them because they're like, well, I want to put out this class, but I'm afraid I'm not going to get many people registered. And I have to say, can you accept that that is a reality that may come to fruition. You have no choice but to accept it because the opposite of accepting it is not doing the thing. And not doing the thing means what are you living for? Like we're, we're just not dying here, right? We're not living. We're just not not dying. And so self-acceptance will really help you take actionable steps towards the things that you really want to do. And that's how come I'm so passionate about speaking about it because it is that kind of pivotal thing that needs to happen between the fear and the doing the thing. Self-acceptance is all that's kind of sitting within those two spaces. Now, one of the hardest lessons for me around self-acceptance and a lot of you have probably wondered, why does she keep talking about her cat? And yes, he was the love of my life. And yes, losing him was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. But the reason why it was so hard to lose my first love was not, you know, he had cancer for three years. I knew that day was coming. But I couldn't accept the fact that the veterinary clinic would not let me be with him. I had to hand over one of the great loves of my life in a towel in a parking lot and kiss him on his head and send him home. And that shit stays with you. And I couldn't even make any progress in my grief because I was holding on to that of which I did not have any control over. And I couldn't progress. I couldn't progress. It, it, it kept me stagnant, not accepting that we're in a pandemic and that the people who are doing this pretty selfless work helping wounded animals, that they felt safer not having humans in their clinic. So I have all these stories around injustice and how unfair that is. And it took me a long time, still working on it, <laughs> To get to acceptance that it is what it is. That is how it played out. And it had to play out that way because it's not just about me and my heart. And it's not just about Bender and his going home. It's about all these other people that I have no control over that need to feel safe to do what they're doing. And it took me a long time to be able to accept that and accept it and once I was able to accept that you wouldn't even believe the transformations that I have in my grief process you wouldn't even believe the transformations I had in other areas of my life I didn't actually realize that that lack of acceptance that that's how that had to play out because of external circumstances and conditions that were out of my control 
the healing really happened on multiple areas of my life. Multiple areas. My mediumship, my business, my family, my relationships, my grieving process. Self-acceptance and acceptance of the situation that played out was the thing that pivoted my healing process. So that's why I have a hard time not talking about my cat (laughs) and losing the great love of my life. So ah, my readers out there, my light workers, my babies, like I've been there. I know exactly how you feel. Of course, we want to be greater. Of course, we want to be better. We want to be clearer. We want to get more varying information. We don't want to be vague. We want to be specific. All these things that we want to be. And you're allowed to want all those things. But I'm telling you, if you don't learn to accept where you are now, you are just living a life of discontentment. You are missing life completely. So I invite you all in this very moment, in this very experience with me here now to just say, I accept where I am in this moment. And I know where I am is exactly where I need to be. And I know that I'm in exact alignment with my greater path and purpose. And if you can learn to accept that everything else will start to unfold for you and you'll get out of that cycle of discontent you'll get out of that cycle of trying to hold grip to your gifts so tight that there's no air to actually expand within them it's all around the self-acceptance I promise you and so if I can leave you with a little bit of homework um, for yourselves as this is spirit school after all Make acceptance a practice in your life and not just in your spiritual gifts, but your actual life, you know, and I can hear the people out there, but I've experienced this trauma and this trauma. I know I have too. I'm a residential intergenerational residential school survivor. I've been abused myself, like not just from family members, but like husbands, not my current husband, please. (laughs) My first husband. I know, I know trauma. I'm, I'm not shy of it and I'm not trying to bypass it. But I had to understand with some of the trauma from my past, I had to accept that it happened. And I had to accept that some of the choices I made in that pain caused some real self-harm. And I also had to accept that that energy, those stories, those experiences actually helped me in my work today. But I couldn't see that until I actually accepted that. So I don't want any excuses around this practice of acceptance of self. And what I really want us to be aware of is power, personal power. This is around personal power. This is eliminating circumstantial power around us. This is eliminating the fact to have other people accept us for where we're at, who we are, how we speak, how we choose to show up in the world. And the more that we can learn to own our power and accept ourselves in that way and only be open to receiving people who are in alignment with that energy, we're really going to be rocking our purposes. If we're just spending time and energy trying to speak to every single person, trying to be everything to everybody and then still not feel good enough, like that's a waste of life. That's a waste of time. So be authentic, be yourself, be real. Accept yourself exactly how you are. It's exactly how our creator made you. All the experiences that you've had, all the mistakes that you feel like you have made, accept them. And then use that acceptance as a pivotal moment to move on, to heal, to step into the next thing. 
So I love you all. And I think too, I'm working really hard. I'm, I'm working on some stuff coming up in the next phase of my work that I do on behalf of the world of spirit. And it is going to be around quality of life. And it is going to be, it's going to be very spiritual, of course. It's, um, I'm always going to do mediumship and I'm always going to teach mediumship. That's a big passion of mine. And I don't think spirit would have brought it to me in the way that they did in my life if I wasn't meant, meant to do it as a big piece of my work. But I'm really passionate about getting people out of their funks and into the excitement of their lives and honoring the funks when they're there and not bypassing them. So I am working on some stuff that will definitely be available for you guys. Um, to help align with some of that and some of those teachings. Um, but all the stuff that you're going through that needs to kind of be ex- accepted, know that that's how you become embodied, right? So that's one thing I get a lot of comments about in my work is like, you're really embodied. I just did a podcast interview on Luscious Hustle, Luscious Hustle that will be out later this month. And that's the thing that they said to me. They're like, you're so embodied in your work. Well, I'm embodied because I've accepted everything that's come my way truly truly accepted it from a soul level and I think that's how you get embodied I think people can tell the difference between teaching something that you read or you heard versus something that you experienced and that's what being embodied is so for those who are looking to make real impact in the world that comes through embodiment and that embodiment comes through acceptance so I'll leave it there I love you guys. If you want to stick around and listen to Molly's feedback on the reading that I launched last week and I published last week, um, just some reflections in hindsight, definitely stay tuned and check it out. Um, if you're interested in working with me, the initiation circle um, is definitely where you want to be. It's for any light worker who's practicing any modality to find a community of women, receive teachings from me, access to me. I have wait lists. So that's one of the ways that you can work with me. It's only $97 a month Canadian. Go check it out. I have the link below. I also have the initiation coming up, which is my six-week mediumship foundations experience, June 21st. I already got the wait list going for that. Please, no scarcity. I do not run my business in scarcity the masculine way where it's like, the first 50 people only, I don't do that. It's like there's space for everyone who wants to take it, okay? And I know scarcity sells, but I refuse to um, have that in my business. So if you want to sign up, everyone's going to make it in, okay? And so I got the wait list going, and all that means is you're going to get an email first um, to register, okay? And so I got that coming up, and I just want to say I love you, and the next podcast that I'll release will be another reading, likely from Emma. Um, and so I hope you guys enjoy it. Love you guys. Hi, Danielle. It's Molly. Um, I just wanted to drop a voice message to you about my reading. I loved it. Um, I love your energy. I love the way you speak. It resonates with me. Um, Friends and families heard it, um, that I shared it with, and basically they scheduled a reading with um, a medium afterwards. (laughs) So it really helped them understand and feel comfortable with the whole process, which was awesome and kind of like the point to why you're doing it. but there was a bunch of things that like resonated, resonated with me afterwards. You know, there was like a Peter Pan term you like throughout, which my friend actually played Peter Pan when he was a little kid. Um, and the healing and the dreams, like basically all my healing has been through dreams with people that have passed, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, you mentioned so many things. I don't even have enough time to say it, <laughs> but I just wanted to highly recommend you. Um, I'm excited to work with you soon. Thanks.
I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spirit School. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you for tagging me on Instagram at Squamish Medium so I can also share. It really helps get the word out about the podcast. If you're interested in working with me in my one-on-one mentorship, a reading, or all the various programs that I run, you can go to squamishmedium.com or check me out on Instagram at Squamish Medium. The link in the bio has everything I am currently working on in service to the world of spirit. Have a great day, guys.